That's true. You know what would be funny? You should take this small section and put it at the front of the podcast. Because then it's like a, <laughs> I know it's like a thing, you know? Don't podcasts do that type of things, right? They yeah, take like they, clips they can. or something. I actually, I literally did something like that with uh, the last podcast when I was A, putting in us plugging our shit. Great outdoor show with Joe McHale. Where he like runs an uh, outdoor magazine. Saw a second with of millennials. it. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I watched well, it. I used to so, watch it when I had the CBS lamp. So, first off, let me just say, hey everybody and welcome to episode 5 of Floating Upstream. This is episode 5? This is episode 5. I called the last one episode 5, which was incorrect. It's actually <laughs> episode 4, because episode 3 was fucked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was the thing. Yeah. Kate made a jerk-off motion. Thank Every you for that. Every great journey starts with a single step. She enjoyed Thank you so much. So, uh, first, I guess I will throw in a little show here. Nathan for you. Does anyone else remember the show? No. Nathan for you. So, he is a stand-up comedian who got a Comedy Central show, oh, God, five years ago, four years ago. And he's Have on you his... seen Corporate and Comedy Central? What? Corporate, corporate and no, Comedy Central? I've never, I've never so heard So funny. It just started. It's about, like... It's like a modern take on The Office. It's about like all the okay. the cliches or the issues of like a modern office life. It's pretty funny. It's like really dry, so that's why I enjoy it because I like dry humor. Don't like dry wine, but I like dry humor. So Nathan, for you. So if the closest thing you'll probably remember if you never actually saw the show, he made a fake skit about a lamb learning how to swim and like saving a dolphin's life or something. And the local stupid. news literally picked it up as an actual story. That sounds dumb. That entire episode got delayed by a month because he had to reshoot and make the story about how the local news did not fact check and made his dumb little episode into an episode, into a story. A national story. That's dumb. Yes, it is. Don't need to yell. So angry. <laughs> I'm sorry. With headphones on and hearing myself talk, elevating my speech is becoming weirdly impulsive. <laughs> anyway, Nathan, for you, it's got some good episodes. I've uh, been watching through it. There's an episode where he married on Comedy Central. Oh, so you're watching on the Comedy Central app? No. Oh, are you watching it? Places. Don't worry about it. Why don't you just watch the Comedy Central app? Maybe I am using the Comedy Central app. I just don't want them to know. And you can log in with my direct TV now, and then you can watch every episode you want. Hey, I made it, but with like an email I don't normally use. I don't want them in my shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. Big Brother's watching you. Watch Comedy Central. Paranoid conspiracy theorist like you, Doug. Anyway, there's an episode where he marries someone without no, them he knowing. No. Yes, he does. No, but I don't believe Yes, that. he does. Lies. Lies. There's an episode where he takes an actor from his first season and they travel by car. Wait, who's Nathan? You never told me what, what actor He's a stand up Nathan. comedian. I literally oh, told you sorry, that. I know you as you brought up company. <laughs> okay. Whatever the f- Anyway. 
So that company, he's probably obviously not that famous. Apparently, <laughs> this, this is a nightmare. What? So <laughs> just saying, I never it, heard of this guy. Takes. He takes an actor from his first season and they travel by car. And I want to say it is like the other side of the country and they go to visit his long lost love from high school that he hasn't seen in 46 years. That's so creepy. It's, How old are these people? If he hasn't seen he in 46 is, that, years. That actor is like in his 50s or 60s. Nathan is uh, 30s, okay. late 30s. Okay. Early 40s, something like Wait, that. He is a oh, weird Nathan. fucking dude. Oh, Nathan or the other actor guy? I forget his name. Um, hang on. Do, 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 do. Oh, my head hurts. Nathan for you. Yeah, Nathan Fielder. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, the first episode was in 2013. What the fuck? Anyway. So I'm assuming it's like discontinued and he just reruns on whatever. What? No. The new season just came out. It took two years to film and edit because he did things like take an actor to see his long lost love and marry someone without knowing. You're taking this way too seriously for me. You need to like tone it down a bit. Freaking me out, bruh. <laughs> It's good. Are you the new? Are you the new king of chill? You gotta add the age. You're the, you're the <laughs> yeah. You don't have time in life to stress out, bra. <laughs> this, this is Brandon's new gimmick. He says bra, and he's he's gonna have one new uh, dreadlock every time, every time he comes on. I need that. Oh, I should get a catchphrase for every episode. Bra. Yeah, like this one can be bra. Then I can like get a new catchphrase next episode, like. Yippee ki yay! You're like, how do you do? I love the idea of the gimmick being that you always have a gimmick. <laughs> I kind of love that. So it's a, let's it's a, oh man, what do you, oh man, what's for, that? It's a gimmick, it's a gimseptic in like, uh, no, what's that show called? <laughs> what's the show about? It's called the, the septic tank. No, what's that show about the dream inside the dream? Inception. <laughs> It's a show? No, the movie, right? It's Inception, the movie. Sure, yes. Isn't it about dreams and dreams? So it's like a gimmick inside a gimmick, which is like a gimseptic. You just went to like 2009 (laughs) era, the internet. Uh, I've never actually watched it, so. You've never. It's really good. It's a really good movie. I haven't, or I've like never finished it. I don't really remember. I have no idea what the movie's about. That's actually Except probably better, like to be really honest. Dreams. That's all I take it from. It's actually apparently not. I've heard an accurate description of what it actually is about. Not tech. Well, the same way that like being in a computer isn't technically the only thing you could put as a description for The Matrix. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. other shit happens. You know. Yeah. Um, so... So more importantly, are we going to talk about the movie we saw this weekend? Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that. I was going to just preface, like, while we're doing this... Uh, Brandon brought to my attention this thing called Fantasy Movie League. Oh, yeah. Which seems this really cool thing. Brandon, how about you tell our listeners a little bit how about it? How about tell our listeners about it? I sure will, Douglas. So and while he's explaining it, I'm going to be setting it up. For all our movie fans out there, because I imagine if you're listening to this cod, this podcast by two nobodies that talk about movies, you must have some mild interest in movies. And a fun thing 
actually saw in a movie preview when I watched, oh man, what movie was it I was watching? Star Wars, The Last Jedi that I saw two weekends ago, I think. So, Fantasy Movie League, fantasymovieleague.com, if you are interested. Like Fantasy Football League and any other sports leagues out there, the premise of the the whole thing is you pick eight movies. You have eight screens in a virtual movie theater that you own, I guess, and you uh, put up a lineup of movies, and then they... Based on their weekend revenues, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or if it's a holiday weekend, a four-day weekend, like this upcoming weekend for Martin Luther King Day on Monday, the they tally up the revenues for the weekend, then you get points based on if you picked those, how well the movies you picked did, and then uh, you get to gloat to your friends and family about how well you did, or you get to drown your sorrows in apple juice, vodka, whatever your drink of choice. Depending on how you do, for those non-alcoholics out there, you can have some good apple juice. So the really weird thing is, it's that last little bit where you where you lowered your voice just slightly more, your voice dropped out. You can't hear me? Can you hear no, me? No, I can hear you. Okay. It was that lat... Why'd you fucking... Why'd you do that? <laughs> what, moved it? I can't touch it? You can move it, I guess, but like God, it did make noise. you're going to be so nitpicky this whole thing. It's going to drive me nuts. I can't tell you. It's just going to drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doug, you want to tell them how much you think the acronym for Fantasy Movie League is hilarious? I... <laughs> Well, it took us a total of, like, what, four seconds to notice the Fantasy Movie League's abbreviations. I'm really hoping that was intentional, because at that point I appreciate it. If it was not intentional, I feel like they're not ready for the internet. <laughs> it must be intentional, say. but FML, I don't, it, just, it doesn't seem like a great acronym for... But I think it's supposed to be ironic... Is that what you would call it? Ironic? Like it just seems like a bad acronym for their your subject matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess so. But um, whatever. They could have done like Fantasy Cinema League FC. Well, that would have been that great either. Yeah, I guess so. But okay, so I'm gonna go over my picks because Doug has not signed up yet. I have just signed up. I'm making my picks now. Okay, Doug is making his picks now, and hopefully. Uh, if we start getting some listeners and some traffic on our soon-to-be-created Twitter and Facebook, what? Um, we can put together private leagues and maybe find some cool prizes from sponsors or something that we could give away to listeners based on how well you do in our leagues. <laughs> so, my, uh, my two of my screens are empty. Um, you get a thousand, so I can, you know what, I can actually go over, they give, um, a, uh, FML 101 scoring bonuses and weekly calendar, uh, is a, uh, little article they give you after you sign up so you kind of get the idea. So, scoring, the basics of scoring are pretty straightforward. You get eight screens and a thousand 
um, Fantasy Movie League bucks. Each week, there are 15 movies to choose from, and you can enter any combination of these movies into And then Brandon spent way too long speaking of every singular thing on their 101 page about the rules of Fantasy Movie League that people could just read on their own. And everyone died. The end. For example, if you do not fill all your screens, you take a two million penalty for each empty screen. Because Pro Box Office doesn't have estimate for it. Yep. That is my probably long-winded coverage of <laughs> Fantasy that's, Movie League. That's Brandon's expose. <laughs> now I just saved you all that time of having to read the article myself, and instead you could listen to my angelic voice explain it to you if you can hopefully hear me on this podcast this time. Yeah, we can hear you. So, now, for my picks for the week of January 12th through the 15th, on my, I used only six of my screens. Um, probably a mistake, but yeah, who knows. I picked two screens have Jaman, the new Jumanji, which me and Doug saw, and we'll go over with shortly in the podcast. Bam. My part of my reasoning is is because no kids don't have school Monday. Uh, I expect maybe a lot of parents to take kids to the theaters this weekend, maybe even on Monday. Uh, it's a very family-oriented movie, I think. Uh, so I th- and it's only in its second week weekend, I think. So I think it still has uh, plenty of people out there that haven't seen it yet. Uh, part of that is part of the reason I did not pick the the Force Awakens is not in my lineup because I just feel like it's been out there a long time and probably a lot more people have seen it. Um, and so I don't think it's going to have a large box office this numbers. Uh, I picked The Post. I think it's a movie I'm very interested in seeing, and I believe it's its opening weekend, uh, so that's why I put it out there. I was tempted to put it on two screens, but I just couldn't fit it in my $1,000 max for the league budget. Uh, Darkest Hour, about Winston Churchill and the bombing of Britain. A movie I want to see, so I threw it on there and to get some diversification. Uh, Miley's Game, uh, another movie I want to personally see. I think looks interesting, and I believe it's only it's either it's opening weekend or only it's second weekend. Um, so I think it should do good. And then I picked Coco. It's been on a while, but kids movie, and again I think the long weekend there's gonna be a lot of kids, uh, families taking kids to the movies. My seventh and eighth screen are blank, uh, just because I couldn't find a good combination I liked uh, to fill up the theater. So, Doug, what are your FML picks? Well, since I just posted them on the floating upstream Twitter account, FUS Podcast, at FUS Podcast, my picks were Jumanji, The Post, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, The Greatest Showman Alive, Pitch Perfect 3, Molly's Game, Coco, and The Shape of Water. The only reason I picked The Shape of Water is because a lady has sex with a fish man. You got any more reasoning behind why you picked them? No. I see you filled up the you filled up the theater. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, really my primary thing is I don't know, the longer I feel like I see top grossing films and like what their general behaviors are at the box office, generally speaking, things seem to just sort of keep in line you know what i'm talking about once you hit a certain milestone of rolling down the hill 
all the all the boulders that are rolling down the hill seem to, while gathering speed, seem to stay about the same distance apart. So the ones that primarily were ahead of the others in terms of grossing value, I was like, those are probably most likely going to stay where they are. So, yeah. Mm. So that's why you have Force Awakens on your screens, and I don't have Force Awakens on my screens. Yeah. That's you, primarily why. You think it's in revenue is going to stay steady? Yes. I think it's going to fall, considering it's been out for, like, ever. I feel, it's been, I feel like it's almost been out for a month, hasn't it? I feel like it's been Ish. out an extremely long time. For yeah, but you're movie. not accounting for crazy people that saw Rogue One, like, 36 times while it was in theaters. I guess so. People are fucking nuts for Star Wars, dude. Okay, I know, but I don't, I don't like watching any movie twice, and I would never watch a movie twice in the movie theaters. That's just absurd. Boy, you'd hate reviewing movies with me. I saw, when I was still writing reviews, like doing written reviews, I would see a movie like two or three times you mean before when you did it, really it for the it. Yeah. What's it called? Wait, the Alabatian? What's... I, I don't fucking remember. What's that thing? I can't believe I, I can't, don't can't remember. Re- them, I don't though. fucking remember. I know. I can't believe I can't remember. I'm a little hurt. Exactly. Like or just... something. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Sure, whatever. Anyway. Sounds good. Okay. And I, I posted that on the, the fucking Twitter page. Oh, what's our... How do I like her? I don't have a Twitter yet. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a Twitter. You know, I, have, <laughs> I have one for my other website, but I don't have, like, a personal Twitter. Because I want to post... I don't have Twitter yet. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a whole thing about how do I like... Oh, I don't have Twitter <laughs> I want to post my. I want to post mine to our Twitter. Yeah, do that. But I don't have Twitter. You should get a Twitter. I guess I could download one and. You should. You should get a Twitter. Brackify anything. Create your free bracket today. Hmm, interesting. You keep saying for me to confirm my email, but they haven't sent me shit yet. So. Really, I didn't. Oh, you know what? I didn't have to confirm my email because I signed up with my Facebook. So I'm not a crazy conspiracy theorist. Everybody's gonna whatever. Anyways, say, do we want to talk about? Want me to take the? You want to take the first crack at Jumanji? You want me to take the first crack at Jumanji? Okay, so so, well, I mean, do you feel like you have a stronger first delivery on Jumanji? We can have a dialogue. You can have a dialogue about Jumanji. I think I'm going to have a lot to say based on my. You you know what? I I would like to roll this back a little bit and just make a first preface of: Have you seen the original Jumanji? Me? Of course I've seen the original Jumanji. Okay. Do you have a firm recollection of the original Jumanji? Yes. Do you feel like the people that made this movie had a firm and benevolent love for the original Jumanji? No. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Now that we've got that out of the way... Yeah. (laughs) I will say, I will say, I think people's problem is... um, I think, well, I don't know if it's a problem. I think you will... You will significantly enjoy the movie more if you do not, if you, I will say, don't expect it to be a sequel. Okay. Even though it is. I mean, not really. It, the beginning scene is the last scene in the original Jumanji. A kid finding the fucking board on a beach and it's the same kid wearing the same shirt. It is directly a sequel. Yeah, well, okay. I wouldn't really. Ca- I'm not gonna call it a sequel. Okay, that's fine. Um, I just think you have to. I just think you. I think you can like the movie significantly better if you don't judge it by the first one. Okay. I guess I don't know. I see them very distinctly different. I think they're like different movies with the same premise. 
sure. But sure. I wouldn't say... I wouldn't call it a sequel. I guess you can kind of say it's a sequel. I guess you can kind of say it's a sequel. So, I think just don't judge it on the first one, and I think you can like the movie significantly better if you don't do that. Okay. That's fair. I think it was really cheesy and kind of weird how the, uh, like, the... How the board game... How the board magically change itself into like an Atari system. So that like I was like that was a little much. That but. first like fifteen minutes of that movie I thought were kinda of bad. Yeah. Like the editing was really fast and like everything was very oh like especially as they were like showing off the kids and I was like, mm-hmm. oh fucking fuck. Like just that mm-hmm. thing of oh here's the lame kid, here's the black guy Here's that one girl. Here's mm-hmm. that other girl who's supposed to be the ugly one because she has her hair up. <laughs> and she has she has she might have glasses. She's a redhead too. She doesn't wear low cut shirts. I feel really bad for her. She's just very ugly. She's not ugly. Yeah, but like any director from San Francisco totally Why think are you like, talking like that? They they would totally think like, oh man, I feel bad for her. She's having a bad day. I mean, she was, like, ugly compared to the blonde girl, obviously. Well, yeah, but that's by, like, Hollywood standards, not, like... Well, I'm sure it's That by... girl is still... Don't get it twisted. That girl in the audition tapes is still, like, a 7 out of 10. I'm sure they were, like... I'm sure it was intentional, obviously. They had the hot girl... That they're trying to sell as a 4. They had to have the hot girl, the jock, the nerd, and then the outcast. It's a classic teen movie setup. Yeah, but what if you did non classic teen movie set. Have you ever seen Attack on the Block? No. Oh man, that's a good fucking movie. That's a good... That movie literally has, like, the aliens from Alien in it, and they fucking attack, like, a city block in, like, a shitty part of London, and mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of hoodlum, like, gang punks fighting aliens. It's mm. pretty good. Got it crazy. It's got that fat guy from, like, Shaun of the Dead, and, um... And, and all mm-hmm. that. It's got that guy in it. It's pretty good. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that being said, that uh, that <laughs> that movie is like weirdly funny. <laughs> I think it's really funny. That movie is hilarious in a way that is almost weird and another reason you should not consider it a sequel because that original Jumanji movie is not that funny. You know, it's not really a funny movie. Like it's, a, look, it's a whimsical movie. A lot of look, fantastical yeah. things happen. Now that you look back at it, it's, yeah, it's definitely not a... Like there's a scene where Robin Williams visits movie. his parents' graves because he doesn't realize enough times passed for his parents to have died. Yeah, that's sad. Like, that's not a thing that happens in this new Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Instead, there's just a part where where The Rock pretends to be a dweeby little kid and goes, I'm, like, totally into you. Like, completely you know into what I just, you. You know what I just realized by you saying that? That I can't believe I didn't think about? And I don't know if you realized it. Did I just realized, like, did you re- the total flip. In Jumanji 1, Jumanji comes into the real world. Yes. In this Jumanji, they go into Jumanji. Yes. I didn't realize that, like... I probably would not have noticed that had I not seen an interview where they were talking about it. Uh I followed, like, a weird amount of this movie before release. Yeah, that's interesting. I I just didn't didn't realize that dynamic until... I I don't know if it was intentional or not. Because, like, also, like, part of the reason I did that was just because, like, the casting was the weirdest goddamn thing I'd ever seen. I think the casting worked great. The casting worked... Hey, 
I tip my hat to whoever the fuck made that decision, that very expensive decision, because, boy, they knocked it out of the goddamn park. He did pretty good. The Rock, Kevin Hart, uh, mm-hmm. Jack Black, and What's-Her-Face. She's from Doctor Who and, I, and a bunch of other things in the circle. She's the Kelly, she's the witch girl, right? She's the... I fucking uh, hate Unbreakable that I just... Kimmy Schmidt, right? That's that girl. Unbreakable, no. No, yes, it is. No. Totally no. the same girl. That is not the same girl in any way. It totally is. That is not the same girl. It. Fucking look up the circle and look up. <laughs> I know Schmidt. what you're talking about. They are two separate people. I've seen the both of them. They're not the same person. You are redheadedist. <laughs> I think they all redheads look right. <laughs> Brandon's controversial opinions coming out on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Here's Ra- Brandon's racist moment of the week. Moment of the week. <laughs> I mean, I can say we have racist moments of the week. That's not nice. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> I already have the soundbite of you saying all redheads look like. This is and now, if only we had a video component of Brandon visibly realizing that he is completely wrong in the scenario. <laughs> the better part is you were talking so quietly, only about half of that came through, and that's the best. <laughs> okay, so anyway. The four of them fucking knocked that movie out of the goddamn park. They work together so much better than I thought they would. And, like, boy, they play up every single fucking thing any of these actors have ever been stereotyped to play, ever. And the script still fucking works. I can't believe it still fucking works. It pisses me off how well it works. I don't think a lot of the action scenes are that good. <laughs> slow motion Brandon's still realizing he is completely wrong damn 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 <laughs> completely separate human beings if we ever go to a comic con I hope they're She's both there She's in Guardians of the Galaxy? yes oh. and Jumanji and then Doctor Who and like yep. oh Guardians who is she playing Guardians? She plays Thanos' daughter, the robot one. Nebula. If you if you look at her face, you would realize it's her. She She's wearing a lot of fucking makeup. Chicken. She played in the big short. Yep. Hmm. Well, look at you, Doug. You're right. I know redheads, and, and I fucking love Kimmy Schmidt, so don't get that. <laughs> get up off your high horse. My hair, my high horse is a wonderful place to be. <laughs> Anyways, okay, yes, the cast was pretty good. The cast was amazing. The cast was excellent, sorry. Except for, like, Nick Jonas was kind of a weird, um... I thought he did pretty good. Just a weird... He was fine. I feel like the... he was not, like, marketed at all. Like, no. I did not know he was in the no, film. No, he is the fucking... He was... He's the, uh... He's the, the daughter confusing. from the first, uh, Purge movie. <laughs> he's like he a... is a non-existent thing that does not exist in that movie. He's like the red-headed stepchild of... Yes, he is. He's just speaking like... Speaking of, isn't it... Speaking of the Purge and other whatevers, it's crazy to think that... Uh... What's her name? Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones is the mother in the purge. Yeah. That's a thing. That is a thing. 
More importantly, Doug, when does when is the release of season two of Westworld? Isn't it soon? I still need to check that. I was still freaking the fuck out about that like two months ago. <laughs> oh, I know, but I'm still so excited. Westworld season two. Magician season started, three premiered. started yesterday. No, it didn't. Don't say it started that. yesterday. It did not. You no, it actually, it just confirmed season two apparently like nine hours ago. Oh. When does it start? That, that's a wonderful question. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, season three of The Magician started last night. I need to go home and watch that, actually. <laughs> oh, it's specifically uh, Jimmy Simpson oh, wait, tonight. Uh, finally wait, tonight. confirms he's in season two. Wait, it's tonight the 10th. Oh, man, it was totally tonight. I missed it. Oh, because I was at work. What? That's why I wasn't. Season three of The Magician started today. Oh. But I can watch I think I should be able to watch it on my app. Or on the, like, the network, the network app. Okay, spring 2018 is what a lot of places are saying for season two. Oh, spring. It could be worse. Could be 2019. Yeah. Game of Thrones reference. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 Did you hear, did, yeah, did you hear 2019 for Game of Thrones? No, totally, yes. That's why I made the joke. Doug. I think that is hilarious. Well, it's like they're sh practically shooting eight movies. Word. So. Word to my. Goida. <laughs> friends out there. Um. So let's see here. Uh, what, oh, we got to talk about Bright. We do have to talk about. And Bright. what a disaster it was. That movie is almost kind of amazing how awful it is. The like the first I really liked. They were good until I think. 45 minutes in and then like the ending just kind of goes off the rails <laughs> yeah that's a way to put it um because i think the beginning was pretty good there was like a good uh i thought that it was the beginning was better than the end you have to admit that i think there was a better there was a better pacing there was like good character development there was sure. and then the ending it all just like felt smushed together sure well, I'll tell you, like, my actual uncomfortable feelings about this movie started, like, two weeks before this movie came out when I noticed the soundtrack was, like, on the top of, like, my download top charts for Google Play. And I was, like... And I saw, like, the cover for it, and I was like, that looks fucking stupid. The Bright... They had a... They had a... What, what do you call this? A movie soundtrack. Soundtrack. They had yeah, a soundtrack OST. for Bright? Yes. And it's a lot. It's a lot of like people. Somebody spent money on that fucking on hmm. that fucking OST. And um, what's OST? Original soundtrack. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> stupid. But okay. <laughs> that's stupid. You're stupid. Come I'm on. so I'm so glad that we can now fully hear your thoughts. I know. I'm hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> As he bumps the fucking microphone. I'm just making sure it's still here. It's still there. It sure is. Anyway. Don't be a dick, Doug. <laughs> Love you too, Brandon. So, um Yeah, and that that soundtrack I was like, ah, this is this is fine, I guess, but that that album art looks fucking terrible. And is that Will Smith? And then and then you reminded me about it, and then you reminded me about it again, and I was like, uh, okay. So we watched it, and like, 
uncomfortable I'm happy moment. Somebody uh, took Will Smith out and dusted him off. <laughs> did you see that? Uh, did you see that? Like failure speech thing Will Smith did or whatever, where he was like, "You got to fail your way all the way to the bottom before you can reach the top," or whatever the fuck no, he was talking so about. Stupid. It's just him talking about, like, every fucking goose egg he's done in his career, which at this point is longer than his career. Let's talk about for a minute, though, real quick, sidetrack, because everybody's talking about it, and it semi-relates to movies because it was at the Golden Globes about the Twitterverse and Oprah running for 2020. Yeah. That, like, all of my political podcasts have been talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I don't know if it's ridiculous. They've said she would do pretty good. Or I don't know. She's uh, she's ranked higher on a lot of my podcasts than some other like actual politicians. But but I I, I never just... I should have clicked on the article. But there was a good article that was like, uh, you need more than a uh resume, more than a celebrity resume to run for president but i actually sadly though i don't know if you really do in this no in this world nowadays no you don't like the cult of personality we have but i guess i don't know i guess to a certain degree it was always that and then there's also just that weird thing of like i don't know every time somebody brings up a celebrity who's running besides the fucking rock and shia labeouf the only ones that like Every time somebody brings up a celebrity that might be running for office, it just it gives me the exact same feeling Ronald Reagan did. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things of, like, why are we seriously talking about this? Why are we having a serious conversation about this? Because we have to. Yeah, because we have to. Because a lot of other people made a very stupid decision, and now we have to live with the consequences. Yeah, but Ronald Reagan was governor of California before. But he was he, also an actor. I know he was an actor, but it wasn't like he was just some Joe Schmo. He but he been, did have a certain amount of clout because of his acting. I know, but he was also, I mean, he was the governor of the largest state in the United States. It's that's not fine. like he didn't have practical political experience. Like, that's Donald fine, Trump but... literally has none. Yes. So, but I feel I like mean, Ronald Oprah Reagan literally has none either. Like, would you like would you say that Ronald Reagan did not open the window for someone like, for even like the remotest possibility of Trump? No, I don't think Ronald Reagan opened the possibility. Well, for so, Trump. so who do you think did? That doesn't just I mean, happen. Somebody has a precedent. I don't think there's a pre- there's not Trump is not there's no precedent you're, for you're Trump. You're saying you're saying Trump is a trendsetter. He's a he's the mold that that broke the glass. Yeah. I mean, I think his election was very un... I hate to say it, I think his election was historical for all the wrong reasons. I guess so. I think our country has just got to a point where... You know whose fault it is? Social media! Bam! <laughs> That's whose fault it is. Yeah, blame everybody Ru- else. And the Russians. Heck yeah, blame everybody else. It did. I didn't vote for Trump. I can blame everybody else. That's the plan everybody else did, too. Good job. Yeah. You guys said partly my fault. I voted for Gary Johnson, so. <laughs> if I had to. <laughs> Hillary would have been 9,999 votes away instead of 100,000 votes away from winning Michigan if I hadn't voted for Gary Johnson. That was so real. <laughs> that was like too real. That's funny. Wow. Ooh, Rafflecopter. 
It's a movie podcast. Do people still say Waffle Copter? Is that a thing I can still say? I, I guess that's a thing you can still say. Okay. I don't think anyone declared it dead, but uh, it's definitely, like, old. Yeah, well, I told you. We already talked about how all the old kids at work think I'm a jive turkey. <laughs> jive turkey, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, that's, a, that's a good one? Yep. Yep. So, so but... Okay, back okay. to Bright. Yeah, back to Bright. Um, the making orcs black people was kind of uncomfortable immediately. It was very heavy-handed. Like, it was extremely heavy. Yeah, like, <laughs> there was racism yeah, into, like, yeah, giant, bold yeah. letters. Also, like, pull that cord slightly towards you. There was the cord. N- yeah. There was no... Give um, yourself a little slack. Okay, There was fine. no uh, subtlety about it. No, there was not. There could not... There... <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And they felt like they tried to like. Uh, they felt they, the they, need, knew. they felt the need to justify it by having like Will, Will Smith, Smith was their safety guard. Yeah, Will they Smith, knew how much worse that would have been a garbage fire had they mm-hmm. had fucking like Tom Hanks be yeah. the fucking cop. Oh my god! It would be great. But also, but no, they had like Will Smith, and then they had like the uh, the Asian woman as the police chief. So they were like. We're gonna make, we're gonna culturally appropriate black culture in the most negative way for the orcs, but we're gonna put a woman Asian like in charge of the police force because that's gonna yeah. make up for it. Also, yeah. having a black cop is also gonna make up. I felt like they were, they were like, they were they were weighing it out. They're like, we can do this bad thing as long as we do all these other diversity issues. We can totally do this other thing. That's it's not- totally fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Whereas I've actually been playing a uh, a game called Wolfenstein 2, which uh, takes the total opposite route, and um, literally, it it assumes a reality in which not only did Hitler win the war, but uh, they have assumed total control of the Earth, and um, Hitler is like 89 years old. And what? and like the Axis forces are still long on the move of trying to conquer the last bits of the human race. Huh. It's and like like they say they say the N word in that in that game. They fucking they have they have a scene in which Ronald Reagan is auditioning for a movie Hitler is specifically directing, and what? Hitler shoots him in the face. Oh my gosh. Wow. It is amazing. Wow, that's rough. It is very now, and like... So Ronald, well, Ronald Reagan's obviously not president, because there's no United States, right? Yeah, exactly. He was an actor. Okay. Because you see on the call sheet, it says Ronald R, and uh, and it's c- blocked by a coffee stain. Mm. And if and if you listen to him when he's talking to Hitler, because he accidentally calls himself Mister Hitler, a the the voice actor that did it, it's a spot on impression of early Ronald Reagan. He and can't, B, why can't he call him Mister Hitler? You're supposed to call him Führer. Or yeah, Mein Führer, and oh, he gets okay. and like especially they do an amazing job of adapting the last entries in Mein Kampf during those like super late era actually insane human being Hitler of like just insane ramblings and the intensity and all the like just preposity of what his beliefs are and what he thinks of the brevity of his situation is mm-hmm. it's incredible you just used a lot of big words that's fine 
Also, there's a part where basically they don't want to run the U.S., so they give it to the Ku Klux Klan, and you walk down Main Street City, USA, and it's a bunch of kids wearing Klan outfits. Oh a gosh. bunch of people wearing clown out- Klan outfits, but still having, like, oh, yeah, you can make it to the wedding. Um, do you want to go shopping later today? Like, shit like that. Dude. Yeah, basically it covers the idea of like, yeah, things didn't really change for white America when that uh, war oh, ended. Oh, you mean the oh, you mean the Germans didn't want to run America, so they gave it over to the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, thing? basically, oh, wow. they they set them into the fold, and it's basically a message about how like white America wasn't really actually that bothered by the war outcome, and then it just kind of gives you a horrible feeling in like the pit of your stomach. Leave it to fucking. Leave it to Europeans to say something deeply accurate about American beliefs. <laughs> Were you defending white America? I like white America. <laughs> We're okay, people. He's just he's the only guy in the stand with like a little white flag and he's going... Just, I'm not saying I obviously defend the Nazis. I'm just saying white people. I like white people. We're nice people. <laughs> <laughs> <You wanna preference? laughs> white people are cool, too. We, we get up to, like, 6'3". Uh, we can't jump or play <laughs> basketball, but, you know, we got other qualities. If you need an account, we're, if you need an accountant, we're there. We're we're really good as like as like. If you need a lawyer, you as know? cashiers at restaurants. No. Managers at Foot Locker. Oh, my eyes hurt. <laughs> People working at like Team One Chevrolet. <laughs> they don't ever buy stuff from Team One Chevrolet. No, they're literal crooks. But horrible. Oh, yeah. I like Shaheen Chevrolet. Meh. And then never buy a Kia. Really? My brother has a Kia. Yeah? Is he dead? No. Okay, that's good. Why? <laughs> Are you saying, <laughs> why is he dead, or is, why is that good? <laughs> no, I mean, like, why, like, are Kias, I thought Kias are supposed to be safe. They're an Asian car. I don't, what? what? Asians are safer? Asian cars are, like, you know, Toyota, everybody says Toyota is supposed to be a super safe car or something. That's what I heard, you know, anyway. It's what I hear, oh, on, okay. it's what I hear on the streets. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Bright's not a very yeah, good movie. Like, we need to get back on top of it. So, like, the only other thing I would say about Bright besides, A, it's not a very subtle movie, and B, it was not a very good movie, is the singular line, line the singular scene in that entire movie that I thought was good was, like, right at the end when Will Smith and, and Orc Guy are laying on the ground and he's like, oh, I never liked you. I never liked you either. Fuck magic. I don't know. I think magic's still kind of cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some stupid little line at the end. Boy, they definitely want to make a sequel of that. Ugh, damn. I don't I think that would be a good idea. A I don't think that would be a good idea. I think um, I would have liked it as a series. Eh, I don't know. Those, those... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Eh. I don't know. Like, can... orcs have always been a stand-in for, like, for, like, racial metaphors, but at the very least, in Lord of the Rings, you can somewhat ignore it if you're not from that area, and that's fine. Oh, you know what? I never even thought about that. Yeah. 
Hmm. That <laughs> orcs are actually pretty mean, like racist metaphor for the Irish, I think. Or people from Wales, I forget. I forget what it is. I think it's Irish. I think they're the Irish. The orcs in World of Warcraft aren't racist, are they? No, they don't really have to be. Okay, let's make them not racist. Well, actually, the ones in World of Warcraft yeah. are a are a metaphor for for uh, for the Jews, I think. Actually, because uh, because um, why am I forgetting his name? Um, oh yeah, because they're per persecuted. They leave. They're, they're persecuted, and their leader from World Warcraft Two uh, literally like a has Moses. a literally has a Moses style. Oh yeah. He like he's he's sent off on the river and yeah. he and he leads the orcs to freedom. Yeah, like, I should remember that. Like that's a whole thing. No, the humans to freedom. I'm a fool. I'm a fool. So anyway, do you have any other thoughts on Bright? Is that about it? Uh, uh I'm happy it was free. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not gonna get that hour of my life back, but you know. <laughs> Whatever. Actually, this is about two hours. That was a long movie. Really was I think that I was, dozed off. I dozed in and out. Though. That was a long movie. I dozed in and out of consciousness. So. So. I was on my tablet most of the time, not paying attention, kind of like I am right now. Blam! He's so enthralled by podcasting. Yep. So, do we have more stuff we should talk about? Let's see. Do we Ooh, we should. Else? I don't know if we. I am really. I don't know if we should talk about it. But, I mean, you can always edit it down. This is the beginning of... It's CES week. What? Bluetooth speaker light bulbs. That was the thing at CES two years ago? It was a totally real thing now. Yes. It's stupid. I turned my light, on, my light bulbs on. On and off with my voice. Oh, yeah, because you, you bought 17 Google Homes. I bought four. <laughs> thousand four he's built a house of them i only have i have three and i'm giving one to matt what i kind of want to get you're taking down the central network they have uh they're doing one with the display what well actually third party it's a third party makers oh they haven't google hasn't released one yet so i don't know but like google's working with others to do a display one lenovo has one that looks really cool i kind of want I mean, if any of them do something like that, I want them to do the, the thing they've done in Japan, which is literally a little virtual secretary that's in, like, a tube or something that literally goes, oh, hi, how's it going? Yeah, no, it's not that. They should do that. There's, like, if they ever do a display <laughs> thing, that's what they should do. That's silly. Why is that silly? Because I just don't like it. Something that's vaguely humanoid and still acts as your secretary? If I wanted to interact with humans, I wouldn't buy devices that are not humans. You'd rather talk to a fucking, like, non-interactive screen that doesn't care about you? No, I would just buy humans. You just buy <laughs> no, I'm just, JK. I'm really glad it was really quiet, so I have all these sound bites to, <laughs> to make into an awesome remix someday. JK, but no. Um, just buy humans. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing it has on Alexa is that uh, the Google ones can play YouTube. Because YouTube said, fuck you, Amazon, and now we won't let, uh, won't let uh, Amazon Alexas play uh, YouTube because yep. Google is, gets kind well, of it's kind of a dick Google move. Google is but a competitive bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a dick, but I don't care because I don't use Amazon products. Well, so. 
I think I'll be a tad more alarmed when Google or Amazon buy each other, and then one of them buys Disney, and then yeah. uh, the end of the world has begun. That's going to be scary. I was like, what is that over there? That's your child. That's... <laughs> yep. That sure is my child. I was like, what is this thing moving? <laughs> it's a snake. Uh... It's a warning snake. So... I haven't been seeing anything super cool. I haven't been able to, like, keep... I need to watch some CNET stuff and whatnot when I get home. Oh, yeah? I'm trying to keep up on CES. Yeah, I'm super excited. You should watch uh, Circuit Breaker on the Vergecast. Yeah. Or the Vergecast is the Verge's podcast. I usually follow a lot of CNET's coverage of CES just because I like... I'm a big fan of uh, their constituent that goes every year named Jeff Bacalar. He's a guy... He's a, he's a silly, very very Jersey guy that has been going to CES for almost two decades. Yeah, yeah, you told me about this guy. And he likes hockey. But you should, I think you you would like and the And he Verge. talks like this. I think you would like the Verge podcast. It sounds cool. You should, oh my gosh, I should totally, especially it's like kind of, uh, it was really interesting because today, which I knew, like, I guess in my head I knew, I should have known, but I kind of just thought they were, this is, I don't know if this is going to sound bad. I really thought he was a white guy, but I knew he wasn't because his name is, like, Eli Patel. So I was like, it's obviously Indian. But, so, like, I only listen to their podcasts, but, like, they're doing a live video. They're doing a live video on Twitch uh, every day of CES. But I'm wor- I'm working and stuff, so I haven't, I don't get to see them, but they, you know, I watch them the day after. Okay. And so, like, seeing, the, seeing your podcast people, like, live... It's just kind of like a, you know like a jarring experience. To, I believe you to put a face to the voice. It it is always weird. Sometimes that is always <laughs> a weird scenario. Yeah. yeah. This one guy like so there's like uh there's a short the main guy the main host he's actually the editor in chief of the Verge website is um uh average looking Indian. Okay. Uh then there's like a skinny white guy. Yeah. And then the other guy is, like, a super nerdy, which, like, by his voice, I didn't kind of expect him to be like this. He's, like, super nerdy. He's got, like, glasses. And then he's got, he's just, it's pretty, it's pretty, it was pretty funny. It was kind of <laughs> interesting. to. Interesting. Okay. But they have pretty funny, I think you would like the Vergecast. It's pretty funny. Neat. Coverage of tech stuff. Stuff. I like <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what? Speaking of stuff, Brandon. Mm-hmm. What kind of stuff do you got for Siri Spotlight? You can insert insert sound effect here. I already did that in post. The future. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For Siri Spotlight, uh, I think if you have children, it is great to watch with them. I do not have children, but I still thoroughly enjoy it, actually. Uh, Troll Hunters Ooh. by DreamWorks. Yeah. On Netflix. Uh, that the, looked interesting. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Second season? Third season? Yeah. I think the third part, they call them parts instead of seasons, which is kind of weird. I don't know if they're trying to like do a reminiscent book thing. Hmm. I don't know. But okay. So the third season part, etc. just came out a few in December. I haven't finished it yet. But... Um, Frasier. 
Oh, damn, but what's the guy? I always forget the guy's name who plays Frasier. Uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer, right? Yeah, Kelsey. Kelsey Grammer plays a uh, uh, smart, tro- a smart one-eyed troll or okay. many-eyed troll. One-eyed troll, many-eyed troll. Either has one eye or a lot of eyes. I don't know. And All like six things. arms. Word. Troll. Maybe has no. Maybe he has two eyes and six arms. I don't know. He has multiple body parts in the thing. Uh, but he plays in there, and it's a good thing. I have one thing. I have to get off my chest. I don't know if you've noticed it. Um, Netflix stole uh, Comedians Getting Cars and Coffee yep. from Crackle. Yeah. And I don't know if you watched. Did you watch the show? I liked it. Have you ever watched Did you watch it when it was on Crackle? Uh, uh, maybe a little. Well, you should. I only I like pick and choose comedians that he talks to that I know sure. that I think are funny. But it was pretty good, so it may not be a, as upsetting to you if you've never seen it. But if you have seen it and like I wanted to keep up on the new the new season, Netflix did this stupid fucking thing. They put they organized <laughs> it into collections. Hell yeah! So it might be that they scrambled all the seasons together and like one of them they're just stupid one of them's like late night coffee so I think they put like all the late night show hosts that Jerry had together and then they have like early morning coffee like these stupid kitschy names for collections and there's like five of them now but now I have like no idea where the episodes are that I haven't seen (laughs) and it kind of ticks me off and I was really mad when I was looking at it yesterday to try and watch it and I had no idea what the fuck shows which ones I had seen and not seen look I'll be honest um are we allowed to swear yeah. Okay, I didn't remember. I didn't know. Don't you have to have a thing? You just have like you have to have a disclaimer. Or I, something? I just, I just put it, it when you're uploading a podcast. It asks, "Is there explicit language in this?" And I always put yes, regardless of if I can remember any swearing in it anyway. Okay. Because half the time we're talking about <laughs> about things kids probably shouldn't be listening to anyway. Yeah. True. True that. So it's almost safer to just assume ahead of time. True that dog. Um. So, for my series spotlight, uh, I'm going to recommend BoJack Horseman, because... Oh, good recommendation. Who has be- not seen BoJack Horseman yet? You people My are- entire family has not seen any BoJack Horseman yet. What, Doug? I've, what are you doing? I've been recommending them not- that show I feel like Chuck since would love season BoJack two. Horseman. I know. But none of them, including my brother, have seen any BoJack Horseman... And really, I don't see your mom and dad liking it. Do they like that kind of stuff? They like Archer. <laughs> and the and the humor. Somebody asked me what the actual humor of BoJack is, and I was like, it's Archer esque. Mm-hmm. It's very snark based. It's yeah. very a a character walks into a room, makes a sick burn on another character, <laughs> and then immediately leaves the room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my like my like respect for your parents was like here. And it just went to here. It <laughs> just went up a little. Yeah, yeah. And now but, they know uh, they like Archer. They, but they literally read a BuzzFeed article talking about season four of of uh, BoJack. And um, your parents, read you know BuzzFeed. what? Your parents are so cool, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's cool parent moment of the week. Moment <laughs> of the week. Next week we talk about my mom hang gliding. What? No, she uh, she did zip lining. Oh, that's not hang lining. That's the cool, cool parrot twist moment of the week. <laughs> moment of the week. 
Stop. Stop. You're out of control. But yeah, that you know what? I'll get I'll give an honest opinion here. Season three I thought was kind of awful of Bojack. And season four brought it around in a way that like honestly surprised me. I don't think I've watched season four. Season four was I think I'm so behind. Way better than I thought it would be. Season three was honestly kind of a slog. And really, if I have one thing to say that I'm kind of sad about that show continuing to go, Mr. Peanut Butter gets worse every time a new season happens, and that sucks, because Mr. Peanut Butter is wonderful, and he is such a one-note character that he just gets more evident how much of a one-note character he is every time they have to figure out more things for him to do. Mm. That sucks. Has what's her name left Mr. Peanut Butter yet? No. Oh, God. Wish she would just leave him. She obviously doesn't love him. That. I mean, that's neither here nor there. Either way, Mr. Peanut Butter will be fine. He will be because he's always happy. Mr. Peanut Butter succeeds at life in ways that human beings have no capacity to be able to do. I love that he is that his entire character is A he wears V-necks and B he is the single luckiest human being on the face of the goddamn planet. That's true. It's kind of amazing. Uh, you know what? I never really noticed that. I guess that he wears his V-necks. <laughs> no, I, actually you know I didn't notice that either. Really? Yeah, I guess I never just like... That was like a gag for like most of season one is that he really likes V-neck shirts. I guess I just never like put it together. You remember that gag in season I just, one? I didn't think it was a gag. I just assumed like in animated shows, like a lot of times characters just wear the same stuff. It's like it becomes their like oh, sure. persona. Sure. Like Bojack has his white shirt and his black jacket. Sure. Thing. Sure. But there's also a scene where he was buying, like, a bunch of V-neck shirts. Oh. You remember that joke hey, in the first... Finicus? How are you doing, Gather Finicus? Are you a mean kitty or a nice kitty? Uh, what the viewers do not know is that Brandon is petting our pet cat named Galifinakis. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> we have Zach Galifinakis on the show. How are you doing today, Zach? I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing... Wow, Zach Galifinakis is here in the building. Here, I thought you were going to be on Joe Rogan's podcast, but somehow we snaked you from him. How you doing, Zach? Uh, can you believe Joe Rogan has a podcast? I was watching... Mari showed me a video of Joe Rogan's podcast, and I was like, "Dude, I'm wow. sad." Flashback. I, I didn't even think he was a thing anymore. I am sad that Joe Rogan's podcast I have to pay to fucking listen to the long versions of. Why do you have to pay to listen to the long versions of? Who well, do you because pay? he has a pay thing. Yeah. You actually pay to listen to Joe Rogan? Well, because, like, he does I'm, cut down... He does, like... I'm kind of disappointed in you, Doug. He does the intro bits for free, and then the mm -hmm. actual part where he talks to comedians is the part that you have to pay for. Mm -hmm. Because, obviously, it probably takes money or time to get those people on. I guess so. I'm still kind of disappointed that you pay to... Actually, I've been uh, bad. I've been... I, I don't currently pay oh. i i paid once because i wanted to fucking see what a train wreck Polly shore's hour and a half long podcast <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> i want to uh i'm tempted to get a get a uh, get a slate plus membership yeah because they have extra features on their podcast thank goodness vox doesn't charge memberships that would make me very upset 
<laughs> For any liberal, liberal, liberal millennials out there, listen to Holla back. <laughs> listen to uh, Box Media. Uh, it's just great. Ezra Klein does some great stuff. Didn't we talk about Ezra Klein? Did you talk so. to me about Ezra Klein? I no, Beth that. listens to Ezra Klein. That's why. But Ezra Klein is great. He gives a good. Uh, uh, just talks to a lot of interesting people. Neat. About uh, policy and other, not politics and other cool topics. Neat. He talked to this Buddhist guy. So cool. the Ezra Klein show. I'm gonna throw that. Throw out a little. Uh, I guess I'll give a holler to uh, yeah. if we're plugging podcasts we're for plugging a minute. I'll podcasts. plug the Giant Bombcast because they actually just got done a week ago with their uh, Game of the Year stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, their Game of the Year deliberations is literally them locking up every single person that works for their website into a single room. And it is about six to eight grown adults arguing about arbitrary video game awards until they believe they are done. Mm. And this of, year's uh, total well, hour count was 23 hours. Well, next, over five podcasts. Next, uh, next podcast we should talk about. I haven't even looked at them. I don't know if they. I think they've come out. Did uh, Steam release their war, their awards? I saw they were voting for them during the winter sale. Oh, that was. And then, those those tie into the uh, those tie into the sales. The awards okay. are in the sales. I think you can look up who won and what the awards were, but mm. I I don't think there's like an actual place to just like still see them. Cause Steam is terrible at that for some reason. Bad. I gotta work for Steam. Bad face. What a fucking like just money printing machine. I need to get into that money printing machine. Oh show. I want us to make a game, Doug. That'd be cool. Then get Unity for free, or I wanted to show. I wanted us to take a. There was a Unity for Beginners class up in this really cool tech startup. I mean, Unity also just does a bunch of, like, free lessons you can follow step-for-step on their own website, even. Well, I want to get I want us to do an easy game. I I built an easy game, actually. I built a game where you're a ball, and you pick up a bunch of stars, and then you win. Well, that sounds lame. Well, that's, that's a beginning game. That's a thing that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. You're a beginning middle and end. Like, that's how you learn how to use the tool and do basic building blocks. Oh, sounds lame. That's Brandon's opinion of something lame of the week. Lame of the week. Stop. You're driving me nuts. You're the one who said you didn't like segments. Beep, 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 beep. I'm gonna cut you. That's Brandon's violent threat of the week. Violent threat of the week. (laughs) I hate you so much. If we're going to have gimmicks every week, we got to keep this train rolling. We can only have so many gimmicks. Next week, I'm going to have like a bull whip that I'm just like sort of flipping around the room mid while we're recording. You said we have an email and a Twitter? Yes, we do. Why don't you uh, plug those, Doug? Yo, the Twitter is... F-U-S podcast. That is at F-U-S podcast. Hey, wasn't that the acronym I suggested? I don't remember. I'm going to take credit for it. That's fine. I was thinking U-P-S, F-U-S. I think it's a good one. That's fine. I'm imagining t-shirts with F-U-S on it. Word. And we can like play up the F-U acronym. It could be like F-U, like a lowercase s F-U or something. <laughs> and uh, the... The email, if you want to send us questions, 
or anything like that. They should that. send us recommendations for movies to watch. That'd be cool, too. Floatingupquestions at gmail.com. That is floatingupquestions at gmail.com. Ooh, I like it. It's almost like I talk on a microphone now and again. It's like we're so, like, legit. I feel so legit now. We're too legit to quit, if I do say so myself, Douglas. Whoa, slow your roll, jive turkey. Stop. These honkies are mad out of here, boys. Speaking of honkies, have you finished uh, the deuce? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, you did? I haven't finished it. It's pretty compelling. I like the deuce. I have to say, it keeps me like... There's a lot of like erect wieners in that show, and I respect a show. That it keeps me intrigued. It has more... Hey, its erect boner quotient is a lot higher than Game of Thrones. There's nothing but flaccid wieners in that. Mm, really? I haven't seen any dicks I feel like well I have but in not, the deuce oh uh, yeah but not like many I guess that I remember like erect penises absolutely really I feel like that been like there's been like two also I feel I'm like I'm only like four is there like one episode that just has a bunch I feel like there's only been like four there's like two episodes I can think of that have a lot of erect penises okay in it. maybe I just haven't seen those like ones. double digits the only ones I've seen like two I feel like it's that's like fair two. that's fair but I'm only like four episodes in. How many episodes is there? Uh, like 12? or is it I was going to say 13, but I don't know if that's accurate. Okay. It's just something around there. It's weird seeing James Franco play twins. It's kind of a weird... I thought you were going to say it's weird seeing pre-Giuliani New York because we were not alive for that. <laughs> no, it's no seeing James Franco play. I, I can't imagine how... <clears throat> You think that's a terrible job having to work at like a fucking like sex room or whatever that people just pay to like stand in and nut in or oh, whatever the movie theater, you have to fucking like clean the, it up the movie theater things the movie theater things are the ones where like just a bunch of people like stand around oh. while a couple like have sex or whatever and they just oh, masturbate those things. there's one of those in Battle Creek yeah I think so it's a romantics place. It's like a sex shop. <laughs> we should shop. record outside one of those and like, like a, <laughs> do an interview. I think it's a. I think it's like a sex toy shop, but I think it's one of those things. I don't remember. Sarah like used to live around the corner from it. <laughs> what I thought it was, I don't remember. It's an interesting thing at the end of the podcast. The observation of the human condition, Doug. That's what we're doing. Yeah, I guess so. The human race. Uh, we are. A race. We are who we are. A race of people just trying to live our lives to the best of our ability. <laughs> Brandon's deep moment of the week. <laughs> and end scene. Should we end every podcast like that? Be like, end scene. <laughs> it's such a movie thing. We can probably you, figure out an actual, like, gitchy thing to end unless it with. But keep, I also usually end it with music, so... Unless you keep talking after the end scene, because then it yeah, kind of... Well, it. I guess at that point, we'd, like, still be going at that point. You know what I'm talking but about? But you can also just edit it. You can edit this out at the end scene part. That's true. You know what would be funny? You should take this small section put it at the front of the podcast. Because <laughs> then it's like a... And it's like a thing, you know? Don't podcasts do that type of things, right? They yeah, take like they, clips they can. or something. I actually, thing. I literally did something like that with uh, the last podcast when I was a putting in us plugging our shit or whatever for mm -hmm. the last episode. Oh yeah, plug your shit, plug your magic shit. 
it's not up to snuff. It's not ready for. It's not pluggable yet. Oh, Brandon's true criticism is his own work of yeah. the week. We, of the week. <laughs> we fell behind. We haven't been doing anything. Maybe I can talk more. I have a tournament. Uh, I have a tournament Saturday, so maybe I can have some uh, stuff from that. You should take a microphone with you and interview the biggest loser at that tournament. Well, it's going to be me, so. <laughs> you and whoever's next to you. Can I turn this off? Play it. Josh, can you drop that beat for me? Who's even the guy from YouTube? He's like a really little kid. Wait, isn't this YouTube? No, it's Facebook. Oh, I was gonna say streaming. The whole world found you dreamy. Now I'm taking you to school. You can call me Mr. Feeny. Which is like David Lynch, you're best known for Twin Peaks. Seriously, I'm a fan. Uh. So no disrespect. Uh. Uh. Alright, it's like that, huh? Alright. What a surprise. A thoroughly no, less impressive show got canceled. How sad. He's dead. You can call me puberty. I always think of dweebs from kids' shows, the ones that were like actually shit at life, and I just think of them as like dead now. Like just dead. I thought Kimmy Gimbler was dead. Like as as, as a context here. In her reservations under I don't remember her. She had to find a job when her career went sideways. She went from TGIF to TGI Fridays. How fucking long is this? Ooh. When nobody cares. It's like a minute something left. <laughs> That's why I fucking hate this stupid thing. Hate dogs. You don't hate the dogs, don't you? Well. Ha 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 ha. 
They must have to prepare for these things. I feel like you can't come up with these No, these are not improvised. Oh, I forgot that kid was in Jerry Maguire. If these were required to be improvised... Like, I'm like, why are they talking about Tom Cruise? And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. If, if they were required to be improvised, A, the show would be way shittier, and B, I would be way more into it. Immediately. <laughs> Holy shit. Watching a bunch of actors who have no ability to improvise in any way, shape, or form, 100% down. Holy shit. Oh, like what was that fucking, what was that dude from the soup that was doing a show where basically people had to do karaoke, but like one dude had like a shock collar on and had to fucking... Oh, that show with that one guy. I fucking... That was in community. That show was fucking Joe McHale. Joe McHale. Something like that. Him and another dude and that other dude all look exactly the same. Did you guys ever see the rap battle with James Corden and um, Ross from Friends? That was fucking hilarious. FML 101 scoring bonuses and weekly calendar uh, is a uh, little article they give you after you sign up so you kind of get the idea. So, scoring 
The basics of scoring are pretty straightforward. You get eight screens and a thousand um, Fantasy Movie League bucks. Each week there are 15 movies to choose from and you can enter any combination of these movies into your virtual theater. You can use the same movie multiple times as long as you don't exceed the thousand dollar maximum. Your score is based on the weekend returns, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the movies you have chosen and sometimes on a Monday for a four-day weekend. Based on is important because there is also penalties and bonuses. For example, if you do not fill all your screens, you take a two million penalty for each empty screen. Bonuses. There are two key bonuses to consider each week, beginning with the best performer bonus. You divide the box office returns for a film by its price and you get its best performer score, which is a measure of the value you get for spending for for spending for each dollar you spend on the film. Each week the film with the highest BP number gets a bonus of two million per screen it was used on. For example, in week eight of the fall twenty fifteen season, apparently this FML League has been out there a while, uh, a common combination was seven screens Bridge of Spies and one screen Woodland. That's because many people predicted that Bridge of Spies would take the BP bonus that week and that combination Mac and Mac, Mac that week and that combination maximized the effects of that possibility producing an extra bonus to the weekly score should the prediction hold true. It did. The second bonus given each week to the perfect combination meaning the best possible score, which gives you an additional five million. In a typical week, typical week, less than one percent of Fantasy Movie League players predict the perfect combination and are awarded this difference with the additional five million bonus. Special case, Super Movie X. There's one special scenario for the 50s movies to pick from called Super Movie X in the chatter. Sometimes a particular movie expected to bring in so much revenue, it's broken up into its daily values, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, instead of its full weekend. For example, during week 12 of the fall season, FML split the opening of The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 into daily values. That meant that you could pick Friday, Saturday, or Sunday for The Hunger Games as its own screen for your Cineplex, and at a combined total of 50 15,023 you had to choose how if at all to use Mockingjay wisely the next Super Movie X expected dominate the box office in the opening weekend is Star Wars The Force Awakens what this game is really about new players typically think FML is about figuring out which film takes in the largest box office each week because of the bonus system nothing could be further from the truth FML is really about finding film that will earn the BP bonus and by extension be in contention in combination with the other films for the perfect combo bonus. Each FML season is 12 to 15 weeks long, so you don't have to be right every week, nobody is, but guess correctly more often than not and you'll do well. Weekly Calendar. It's helpful to understand the weekly calendar. Monday by 5 p.m. Pacific time, the new slate of movies in play along with their prices are announced. Wednesday. A batch of professional forecasts are published. Thursday, 
my weekly picks article published that narrows choices and examines possibilities. Friday by 9 a.m. Pacific time, your picks for that week are due. Saturday by noon, early estimates for the week are used to calculate a tentative score. Monday after early afternoon, final weeks and box for revenues are recorded, and scores are calculated uh, by 5 p.m. Pacific time. ProBoxOffice.com is the official scoring source for FML, and occasionally there are smaller release films that aren't covered in the Saturday Sunday estimates. When this happens, you'll see why isn't threads in the chatter, and the answer is because ProBoxOffice doesn't have estimate for it. Yep. That is my probably long-winded coverage of <laughs> Fantasy That's Movie League. Hey there! Do you enjoy the content that we produce? How about you head on down to patreon.com slash cofnetwork, a Patreon page specifically for helping out our podcast, Floating Upstream, along with our sister podcast, Alternative Input, where we discuss video games and other such video game-related news. If you enjoy what we produce and you want to be able to support, any support would be greatly appreciated because it'll help us get better equipment and put out more episodes more often. And I haven't even mentioned the best part, considering when you subscribe to the Patreon, you actually receive episodes ad-free and earlier than the free feeds. You also receive exclusive content, such as future episodes of our Alternative Input podcast, where we actually discuss video games in a more in-depth way one-on-one such as this four-and-a-half-hour podcast where my brother and I discuss everything involving the Metal Gear Solid series. So again, head on down to patreon.com slash cofnetwork.